one. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 513, December 7th, 2020, Pearl Harbor Day. Uh, it was 54 degrees on this day in 1939 and 20 below in 1972. And just because I'm a, a dork, I will tell you that we've had our last 60, and that was yesterday, and it occurred December 6, 1939, when it hit 63 degrees. That was the last high of the year in the 60s. So there. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. I think we are all pleasantly surprised that Mark Dayton is getting married. I saw that. Uh, yeah. Uh, to a gal uh, whose name escapes me, a former campaign uh, worker. Uh, and Kelsey uh, has an interesting take on this. He said, I'm just glad he finally found a mother for his two boys. On the bright side, <laughs> this now sets a precedent for the rest of us. Reavers, oh, your God. second wife is out there somewhere, and she is two years old. Oh, <laughs> you. <laughs> I have to laugh. Microphone. <laughs> a little hot. Anna well, I, Orky. You know what's so I, funny? It's Anna Orky. It's, I can't get excited, can I, Chris? No, you really can't. Um, <laughs> no. You know what's funny about that, though? When I when I saw that this morning, that's the exact same thing I thought of. She's 33. She's about one. Yeah. And he's 74. Yeah. Well, good for them. Are you they like to play... Uh, they like to play board games. Are you not oh, going to use the other line Kelsey gave us? That no, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Come on. Do the math no, I'm for not. me. What, what is He's 74? Yep. yep. 42 years. She's 33. Yep. One, six, five, four. What's that Alexandria oh method? Yep. Detroit Lakes. He's using his toes. <laughs> 41? Is that what you guys got? 41? 41 age difference? I got 42. If she's, seven, if she's yeah, 32, 42 74. Years. Yeah. Do you want an interesting nugget about Pearl Harbor Day? The weather on Pearl Harbor Day in the Twin Cities was virtually identical to today. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, let me give you something that was pointed out to me. Uh, here it comes. Just a minute. Yep. Here it is. There we go. In 1941 at Griffith Stadium in Washington, D.C., during a game between Philadelphia Eagles and Washington Redskins, this was December 7th, 1941, Top military personnel started getting paged through the stadium loudspeakers to report to duty. Only later did many at the game hear about the bombing of Pearl Harbor. Wow. Oh, interesting. General wow. Thompson, General Thompson, you're wandering at your office. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Wow. Yeah, and you wouldn't know instantly. There's no Twitter. There's no you know instant phone messaging. <laughs> what do you laugh? I got that. That's my observation. Anyway. Sanibel writes, in a time when the cancel culture demands to rid us, rid us of our often heroic history, this article reminds us of what happened 79 years ago today. He's referring to a piece in the Star Tribune. Sadly, this was an event that will be forgotten 
and will only be honored by we geezers. My war in Southeast Asia will be forgotten, also as will Korea and all the others. This is a tragedy. P.S. My 89-year-old Marine brother is no longer on the COVID list at his rehab center. Nice. He's still struggling with cancer, but he's free of the COVID. I can tell you... I can Go tell ahead. you this, uh, working at my shift today, I had two flights. So I call out everybody when you're going to pre-board and so forth. And I, of course, we always mention the military active and inactive. And I did make note on both flights that the, this is the 79th anniversary. So remember, veteran, I can't tell you the feedback that I got from people that were boarding saying, thank you for remembering that. You'll probably get fired. Probably. Yeah. Bill Stein writes, another Pearl Harbor Day is upon us. And as I always remember, Garage Logic's great friend, Paul Filer, a survivor of the attack. Remember he had yep. Sang Danny Boy for us? Yes. Although we lost Paul several years ago, his lovely wife, Vel, is still with us, sharp as always, and in, and in her 90s and lives in her home on Nord Lake. As you may recall, a few years ago, Vel gave me Paul's bosun's pipe that I sound with pride every December 7th. Last year, Val, Val gave me another great treasure, Paul's vest pocket book of the Catholic faith. Leather bound, about two and a half by three and a half inches, it contains all the prayers and rituals of the church, and it bears the inscription of Paul's aunt who gave it to him for his first communion in 1927. He carried it with him at Pearl Harbor and all through the duration of the war in the South Pacific. I carry it with me always in a small pocket in my winter jacket. Paul would have been 100 years old this year. Uh, that's just wonderful. Under just, my just direction, wonderful. Reavers has found Danny Boy by uh, Mr. Filer. If you'd like uh, to play it, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind this this great Pearl Harbor. Early Come fly with that me that went without saying today. You know, and I'm Polish. <laughs> we are joined. It's our honor, Paul Filer. Hello, Paul. Hello, Joe. How are you? Good. Uh, we had you on. I bet it was last December. Uh, yes, it was. You are a Pearl Harbor survivor, great friend of Billy Stein. And, Absolutely. Uh, Billy has advertised you as a uh, great crooner who would uh, do Danny Boy for us. Would you do us that honor? He's only heard me in the middle of the night after a couple of scotches, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Any anytime you want to hit it. Okay. All right. Oh, Danny Boy, the pipes, the pipes are calling. From glen to glen and down the mountainside, the summer's gone and all the flowers are dying. Tis you, tis you must go and I must bide. But come ye back while summer's in the meadow, or when the valley's hushed and white with snow, it's I'll be here in sunshine or in shadow. Oh, Danny boy, oh, Danny boy, I love you so. So, I'm sorry I got caught up for that. That's all right. Very good. Still impressive. It's just absolutely fantastic. You are a great living American. <laughs> Thanks a million, Joe. Thanks, Paul. All right. All right. Japanese didn't know what they were getting into, did they? No. They got a good ass-kicking. 
Got well, guys. What was the quote? I, I fear we have unwake, uh, woken up a sleeping giant, something like that? Something like that. Yeah, I'll look it up here. So uh, the Paul Filers of America said, let me at him. And he survived Pearl Harbor. Much like what happened in 2020? I don't think many people... I bet you the millennials don't even know anything about Pearl Harbor. I, I fear you're right. Mm-hmm. Yamamoto, Such, I fear all we have done is to awaken a sleeping giant and fill him with a terrible resolve. Yes, see, this they did. Yes, they did. Yeah, I don't really see a lot of uh, young kids trying to lie about their age, trying to sign up uh, if, if this were to happen today. I normally would do this later in the show, but I'm going to do uh, today's date in history. Mm. Oh. Uh, which come to us all the way from Mumbai, India. I bet you're hearing me with these papers. Yeah, you? yeah we are. I don't mean it doesn't to do bother that. me a bit, Joe. I like it. I think on it this day, in, on this day in history, December seventh, nineteen forty-one, outside of Pearl Harbor, the destroyer Ward, its crew pi- primarily reservists from St. Paul, attacks and sinks a Japanese midget submarine. The first shots fired on the date of infamy. Inside the harbor, Minneapolis-born Captain Franklin Van Valkenburg is killed on the bridge of his ship, the USS Arizona. He would be awarded the Medal of Honor by Congress. Orville Ethier's name uh, rings a bell that was on the USS Ward. Mm-hmm. I believe we had him on the air. Is there a monument in somewhere in the state capitol grounds to the Ward? I, I have it in my mind that there is a plaque somewhere about the ward fired the first shot on the date of infamy. I don't know. Uh, I can't here's what's it. jumping into my head. What is the Como Lake? Uh, there's a tribute to Como Lake. I don't know if it was a submarine or if it was a, a warship. I'll have to do my research on that. Como Lake? Right at, right at Como. There's a, there's a uh, some type of uh, memorial. But I, I can't recall if it was the ward or not. Um, I'm seeing a gun from the USS Ward. That's it, I think. Yeah, 101 West 12th Street, St. Paul. Really? Yeah. Okay. I, uh, I have been inundated with uh, interesting information and thoughts in the uh, mayor's office in the boathouse overlooking Spoon Lake. I believe I now hold in my hands, and I'll try not to uh, do anything with these papers to keep the noise down. Uh, I think I have the climate change story that takes all, that just it just takes the cake for all of them. Okay. Well, we've seen a lot of them. That's going to be tough to beat. The Los Angeles Times reported Sunday, in all this year, there were 157 bad air days for ozone pollution, uh, the invisible lung-searing gas in smog across the vast coast-to-mountains basin spanning Los Angeles, Orange, Riverside, and San Bernardino counties. That's the most days above the federal health standard since 1997. Ironically, the Los Angeles Times noted, it is precisely because of the shutdowns that air pollution has become worse. Thanks to non-traffic emissions like volatile organic compounds in disinfectant and quirks in atmospheric chemistry. It is also possible that the response to the pandemic alerted the mix of pollutants that generate ozone, which is not emitted directly but forms when tailpipe emissions and other pollutants react in the heat and sunlight. Reducing ozone requires 
carefully balanced cuts in two main smog-forming pollutants, combustion gases called nitrogen oxides and chemical vapors in solvents called volatile organic compounds. And regulators have long known that cutting them in the wrong proportion could bring no ozone reductions at all or even increase smog levels. The coronavirus shutdown provided a rare experiment in what happens when cars stop emitting pollutants. While many environmentalists hailed the opportunity to restore nature, by mid-year scientists were already noticing increases in air pollution in some cities and only modest reductions in others. So check this out. Wait a minute now. Check Dumb this out. that down for me, Joe. You mean to tell me you're going to take the millions and millions of cars off the road in the L.A. basin and smog increases? Huh. I'm not buying it. Due to what? Factor? Well, they said they said it's because of the shutdowns that air pollution has become worse, thanks to non-traffic emissions. Oh, oh wait a minute. Well, well, wait a minute. If the farts, if it gets worse because of non-traffic emissions, then when combined with traffic, why isn't it always unbearable? Right now, the streets of L.A. are essentially empty of traffic, and they want me to understand that that's making smog worse. I, I, if that's the case, hmm. what could possibly be the combination of non-traffic, what they say it called, non-traffic emissions? Wouldn't they be worse with traffic? I, I'm not. I'm not going to dwell on this. No. It's just utter B as in B. S as an S. You can't win. <laughs> you can't you, win. You can't win. This is such a, uh, a a boilerplate template of the mystery that you can't win. We're now taking cars off the road in California, and that's making things worse. Maybe it's a ray of hope. Uh, maybe it's an awkward ray of hope that, therefore, we're never going to consider getting cars off the road. Because when we do that, we increase other forms of omissions. I don't know how or why, because I think it's B as in B, S as in S. Plus, because of its geography, you can go back. If we could, if we could talk to a Native American from 300 years ago, they'd be glad to tell you about the smog in the Los Angeles Basin. <laughs> so there you have it, folks. The wow. damnedest thing. Just the damnedest thing. Wow. Just the damnedest thing. Um. Update on information. The USS Swordfish is the memorial that is in uh, Como, right out just off of the lake. And that was um, the first submarine of the United States Navy named for Swordfish. She was the first American sub to sink a Japanese ship during World War II. All right. No, I thought thought the Ward did that. Hmm. The, The Ward was the first to fire. Yes. All right. National Public Radio did a story on that, uh, Such, uh, the smog, May 19th of this year. Hmm. Well, they weren't in the lockdown on May 19th, or maybe they were. Yeah, I'm still trying to push through this article. Can I tell you something? Uh, as long as it's not too personal. <laughs> right, I already right. know more about you than I care to. Uh, this isn't... This isn't me. This is, I, I'm just all over the map today with stuff that just astounds me. Uh, the air pollution story in Los Angeles just astounds me. Well, it's pa- an amazing Monday. Astounding yeah. Monday. Yeah. 
Paul Feiler's voice astounds me. He's no longer with us. I'm going to close this NPR story. This is making me confused and angry. Okay, follow along with me here. All right. An Oregon medical doctor who allegedly dismissed the coronavirus as the common cold and blasphemed face masks by questioning their efficacy has now had his medical license revoked. On December 3rd, the Oregon Medical Board issued an emergency suspension to revoke Dr. Stephen LaTulipi's medical license. According to NBC, the Oregon Medical Board took action after LaTulipi appeared at a Stop the Steal rally on November 7th in Salem, Oregon, during which he dismissed the seriousness of COVID-19. I want you to know that I never shut down during the entire COVID season from the time it was declared until now, La Tulupe said at the rally. I hate to tell you this, it might scare you, but I and my staff, none of us once wore a mask in my clinic. And how many problems did we have on our clinic from that? Zero. Absolutely none. We have been duped. And I want you to know that this is insanity and the purpose was only to shut down the American people. Take off the mask of shame. It is a mask that is just designed to control and to shut you down. Meanwhile, La Tulipe also stands accused of telling patients that face masks do not prevent COVID-19 transmission. The Oregon Medical Board order against the doctor reads, La Tulipe regularly tells his patients that masks are ineffective in preventing the spread of COVID-19 and should not be worn. La Tulupe further asserts that because the virus particles are so small, they will pass through the recommended N95 masks and most other face coverings people are choosing to wear. La Tulupe directs patients to a YouTube video. He regularly advises, particularly for his elderly and pediatric patients, that it is very dangerous to wear masks because masks exacerbate COPD and asthma and cause or contribute to multiple serious health conditions, including but not limited to heart attacks, strokes, collapsed lungs, MRSA, pneumonia, and hypertension. La Tulipe asserts masks are likely to harm patients by increasing the body's carbon dioxide content through rebreathing of gas trapped behind a mask. However, according to NBC News, La Tulipe has required patients with COVID-19 or those exhibiting symptoms of the virus to wear masks. I'm very interested in sound medical practice and I'm interested in good science, he said. And when science and medicine become perverted with corrupt politics, then I'm up for a fight and that's what made me go to that rally and say what I said. The suspension of his license will remain in effect until otherwise ordered, according to the Oregon Medical Board. What's your take on that? Because I know what mine is. I am blown away by that. Mm-hmm. That's in what that's, sense? Uh, that it's not right. Well, Kenny, I'm not blown away because I know he's, he's been not done al- wrong. But I know he's uh, not alone in having that opinion. That's here's true. what blows. Here's no, what blows that's... me away. Isn't he entitled to his opinion? Yes, he is. Yeah. Hell yeah. Or just like what's his name the other day that was you can't be offended by it or I can have my opinion. Oh, uh, right. Justin, or I forgot his name. Okay, go ahead. And I Peterson. put more Jordan weight. Peterson. Jordan Peterson. Yeah, yeah. And I put more weight behind his opinion than I do from some of the, you know, uh, public media ranting and raving and, and you know, the but, Twitter but nonsense. Don't you see the darkness here? Don't, yes. uh, oh, of being absolutely, censored. Absolutely. 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 I mean, this guy was a doctor. He took his license away to practice medicine merely because he has his view of this. You don't have to subscribe to it. 
You don't have to believe it. And he doesn't even have to be right. But, my God, we canceled a doctor because of his opinion. Right. And there are factors that prove he might be right. Um, I know, uh, the, the person I know that was in fear of COVID the most, and I mean above and beyond everybody else I've ever met, gloves, masks, uh, carrying the, the hand sanitizer in her purse at all times, she got COVID the earliest. <laughs> she got it right away. And mm-hmm. she went above and beyond. Well, and, and here's the other part that I don't understand. You can either agree or disagree with, with that particular doctor's opinion. And a lot of people have their own opinions about that. We've all seen it <laughs> clearly over the yeah, weekend right. as well. R- but right, but anyway. here, here's, what, here's what I don't understand. Let's just say you're someone that has the opinion that masks don't work and I'm not going to wear one. Okay, cool. You're entitled to that opinion. But what if a mask reduces it by, let's just say, 5%? Is it really that big of an inconvenience to well, have see, to put one on? now we're getting into that whole that whole argument that we've been trying to avoid. Here. Uh, and he did in the doctor's uh, favor when the patient had the COVID or was right. exhibiting signs. He made them wear a mask. And I guess that's where I was going with it. Well, let me let me break this down for you. Check it out now. Unfortunately, you have to look at the darkness at the end of this. Right. The idea. Again, you don't have to believe this guy. That's that's his opinion. This is America where we have freedom of speech. He has just been denied his freedom of speech. To me, this has nothing to do with the efficacy of a mask. This has to do with, I can't say this in America now. I can't say what I believe. Mm-hmm. That, to mm-hmm. me, is the frightening part of this. It, it, and here's something else that's being taken from us. The... The liberty, this gets us back to the, my theories on risk. What's being taken away from us is the liberty to make our own decisions. Now, I'm not suggesting that, that you flaunt any, anything. If, if, if you think wearing a mask, and I do, I wear it to go in a store because it's required. It's required. Right, it's right. in my pocket. I put it on. Yep. I'm not offended. I don't think my personal liberties have been uh, surrendered anything but once the state decides it is in charge of making your decisions as and is in charge of your decision making process again where can this possibly lead i think it's wholly uh, wholly wrong that the oregon medical board they could have had a nice talking to with them they might have said hey uh, tolupe Shut the hell up. We're, we think masks work, and it's working. So we don't want your BS. But you don't take away his license. Right. Do you know, uh, if this, is this a case, Joe, where it's a single instance, or is this the straw? In other words, has he you know, done a, some controversial things in the past, and it led up to this decision? Not according to this. Okay. And then my question, was he out openly promoting this, or was he just going about his um, business? Well, he went to a rally of, I suppose, anti-maskers, and he uh, uh, corroborated their belief that they didn't need to wi- to wear one. And then so shortly it, thereafter, his license was pulled. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I oh, think that's I think wow. that's I think that's terribly unnerving. Don't we have a local doctor in the Minnesota legislature who has had? He has his own opinions about COVID. Uh, rookie type yeah. Minnesota 
Minnesota representative uh, who was a doctor with his own views on COVID. And I think he was struggling with, with authorities telling him that, that he couldn't say what he was saying. Well, why in the hell can't he? he? Did he get it then? Scott too? Jensen, who's also, Scott this Jensen. Is in July, who's also a doctor, says his opinions on COVID are now, um, he faces a probe over political statements. Mm-hmm. Uh, st- says state's medical board is investigating two complaints against him based mm-hmm. on interviews and speeches. Holy mm-hmm. shoot. Okay, Rook. Mm-hmm. Yep. Call him. Uh, go in the other room okay. and call him. Uh, do you have his number? I'll track it down. Yes, I will be able to. Uh, go in the other room and call him. At, maybe at the best you could do is leave a voicemail, but uh, invite him on the air. Okay, I will. Yeah, right away. Right. We need him now. Yeah. Scott Jensen. Yeah. And, and what is this going to lead to down the road? You know, That's like why you I'm said, bringing the, this up. The darkness at the end of the tunnel. This is only the beginning. This is the key unlocking the door. And now this is much like you brought up on Friday, uh, the pipeline protests, the doctors and scientists saying that workers coming into the state to build the pipeline will increase our chances of spreading COVID, but then Leduc bringing in protesters will not. Which I, I mean, don't know is happening yet, by the way. I think, I think construction is underway, and so far there's been no political activity. I'm- but it seems those two stories are akin to one another simply because they're using COVID to further their own political views. And what's happening is, what we just call the medical board, the state, it is tantamount to acting as a government entity, for example. Mm-hmm. What is happening is the state is telling you, a citizen of Oregon, you cannot listen to this doctor. You must listen to only what we're telling you. Mm-hmm. Now, again, again, I'm not suggesting this guy's right or wrong, but he sure as hell knows a lot more about it than I do. He mm-hmm. went to medical school. He's got to practice. But he, but he in the state of Oregon is not entitled to his own opinion. Right. And again, you don't have to believe it. You can scoff at the c- guy. And he certainly wasn't enforcing it. He wasn't demanding, was he? No. He didn't demand that his nurses and office people, et cetera, et cetera, not wear a mask. And the saddest part about this, you guys, is 50% of the population is going to be completely okay with him losing his license. Because the population is becoming too complacent in being told what to do rather than think for themselves. Right, but when it comes to COVID... Aren't a lot of us relying on the medical experts? Of course, of okay. course, of course. But I, I don't you reserve a bit of your own decision-making process to navigate your own life? For example, uh, and Mike Osterholm said the same thing. He doesn't wear a mask when he goes for a walk. Well, I don't no. either. And yet I, I saw, let's see, what day is this? This is Monday. This is Monday. Saturday, I went for a walk in the (laughs) Cathedral Hill neighborhood, took a long walk, and ended up walking back down Summit Avenue. And it was a glorious day for walking. And there were hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of walkers, all of whom, without exception, wore masks. Wow. And and that's fine. I'm not going to say anything. I don't. Uh, I choose to believe in my own decision-making process that I'm entirely safe going for a walk. But... We're at the point now where you will be ostracized, yelled at, picked on, 
threatened, etc., for not wearing a mask outside. We're at that point. Isn't one of the things that the Biden team is going to institute? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we learned that good, at, at the last part of last week. Yes. Good, good luck with that. I'm, I mean, again, if it's, a, if it's a business, or even here, when I walk into the station, I, I have mine on. And I'm usually because here. because it's required. Right. And it, but if I'm outside, I want fresh air. Sorry. I'm not. And I'm an asthma sufferer. No, you don't have to apologize, Chris. Fresh air is the best thing for you. Right. The best. I see rookie talking to somebody. I see his lips. Moving. I mean, what are they going to start doing then on January 21st? If I'm walking to my car, am I going to get a ticket? I I don't know. Let's not lose sight. You're right. I'm sorry. No, let's not lose sight of the reason I brought this up. Again, you don't have to believe this doctor in Oregon. Apparently, his patients are satisfied with him or they would have stopped seeing him. But he he is now being prevented from practicing his livelihood because of his opinion. Isn't that a dangerous road to go down? Yes, it is. I have really started as I usually do, I really opened up a can of worms with the naming of the new Grunhofer's meatloaf. First of all, you son... I went up there. (laughs) We have to come back to this topic, Such. We have to... uh, We will. There's more. We need to... Okay. So Friday, I I issued the warning, and then I had some stuff to do around here after you and and the Rook left. And so then I made my run, I don't know, four... 30 in the afternoon, whatever it was. I ran into about a half dozen GLers, including one staff member up there. And that's all they talked about, Joe. Thanks a lot. The meatloaf? And it's my fault now, apparently. One guy said, name it Marvin, and I was puzzled <laughs> by that. Oh, yeah. Well, Marvin was the is the given name of meatloaf. Marvin Lede or whatever his name is. What? So, so and then we saw, we thought uh, Paradise by the Dashboard Lights. Uh, yeah, and I even gaveled it. I even gaveled that, it. No, that's not going to work for me. I'm I withdrawing the gavel. Oh, no. Thank you. Uh, Joey writes, I just finished listening to Friday's podcast and was disappointed by the name you picked for the new meatloaf. I would think you would want a name that connects the meatloaf to Reavers and Garage Logic. How does Paradise by the Dashboard Lights connect Reavers to the meatloaf? When I go into Grunhofer's and pick up a pack of Rookie Burgers, it's more than just a burger. I'm connecting GL with Grunhofer's. So the meatloaf needs a name that connects GL with the Grund. When I think of Reavers, there is only one thing that comes to mind besides Uh the scan bucket. Uh Oh, this guy nailed it. I think he's got their name. It's Town Ball. So the next time I go to Grunhofer's, I'll pick up a pack of Rookie Burgers, some brats, jerky, and meat sticks. Then I can toss in my basket a couple of Town Ball meatloafs and say, thanks, Reavers. Thanks, GL. Thanks, Grunhofer's. Here's why that's brilliant. That's a perfect name. Town Ball Meatloaf. The Town Ballers are one of the most loyal fan bases in all of sport, and they will make a killing just calling it that. And correct me if I'm wrong, aren't some of the GLers throwing the meatloaf on a grill? Yeah, smoker, whole deal. Home run. Yeah, it's Town Ball. That's brilliant. I I thank the uh, fellow. I think he's in Thief River Falls. Uh, Thank you. I get many emails about the uh, happiness people experience at Grunhofer's in Hugo. It's right on Highway 61, 
at the north end of Hugo. I just got a note from Bill Miller on Marina de St. Croix, uh, once, a, once a banker of uh, Spencer's, and he went and had a visit with Spencer over the weekend to load up, and he got a tour of the new building. Uh, it's going to be massive. It's going to be just fantastic. And uh, that's thanks to the GLers. They're now making 1,000 pounds of town ball meatloaf each month. Man. And they're not stopping there. They've got the new Belly Burger. 80% lean ground chuck then adds Grunhofer's famous double smoked bacon to result in a belly burger that is 70% ground chuck and 30% bacon. So it's all there. It's all there. GLers, you know the place. It's a metertainment. It's a castle. It's an emporium. And the best part is every time then that you do a Grunhofer ad and mention the town ball meatloaf, I can tell a great town ball story. This no. is brilliant. Um, no, no, that's not going to happen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but that that really has a nice ring to it, doesn't it? Yes, it, it does. It just kind of yeah. captures the... Uh, it's Minnesota. Min- it's Minnesota. It's yep. Minnesota. So uh, I'll call Spencer, or Reavers, you can call him, but one of us has to call Spencer. So it's quite literally labeled town ball meatloaf. Love it. All right, we'll be back shortly. University of Garage Logic, 98. College of Self-Esteem, zip, nada, nothing. Here's Joe Suchere. I haven't heard this before. Good. Good. Is it new, Chris? Yeah, it's one of Dylan's uh, newer ones that he sent to us. Fantastic. From motorcycles to ATVs. Side-by-side sleds, the, the largest inventory of motorized fun is all under one roof. It's in Monticello at Moon Motorsports, and you can find proof by logging onto the website at moonmotorsports.com. Now, with the holiday and the new year and winter all on the way, the best gift in the whole wide world, it has to be a sled or an ATV or a bike for the offspring or the grandkids. And luckily for us, Moon Motorsports just took delivery of a nice selection of all of the above in youth sizes. Uh, Business owners also know that now's the best time to get that machine you need and expense it this calendar year. And if you've been thinking about a bike right now, again, very best time of the year, you're going to find wonderful savings on 2020 models and great manufacturer deals like no payments until 2021. And because Moon Motorsports carries such a wide selection of brands, They still have a great variety on hand. Honda, Polaris, Yamaha, Can-Am, BMW, Triumph, Ducati, Chris, turn off your microphone, KTM, Skidoo, nine brands. And if you add Triton trailers, that's 10. Check them and the savings out at moonmotorsports.com. Then swing by that giant cathedral of motorized joy. It's on the south side of 94 up in Monticello. Oh, 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 and gifts, I almost forgot, apparel. Oh, when I was a kid, there was nothing better than getting a new snowmobile jacket and pants or even a riding jersey. Moon Motorsports, they have a full apparel, parts, and service department all at Moon Motorsports and moonmotorsports.com. We are going to be joined by Dr. Scott Jensen, a state senator from District 47 out Carver, Car- uh, Carver County Way. Scott, are you with us? I am, and thanks for having me. Uh, Scott, you, your name came to mind because we were just discussing an Oregon medical doctor uh, who uh, dis- dismisses the idea of wearing a mask, said so at a public rally, and had his license revoked. And I, I find that problematic, to say the least. Uh, doesn't he get to have his opinion? Uh, refresh us of the travail you had this summer. This is astonishing what's going on, Joe. This summer... 
in late June, I was advised that I was being investigated. My license was being investigated by the Board of Medical Practice because I had been accused of spreading misinformation and because I had provided reckless advice. And all I had done was compared the swine flu of 2009 to the pandemic we're presently in. And I'd also made comparisons based on some of the comments Dr. Tony Fauci and Dr. Mike Osterholm made. So I had to go through putting together 70 pages of attachments and doing a an eight-page, 5,000-word response, and after a month, I was advised by the Board of Medical Practice that they were dismissing the allegations and I didn't have to worry. And yet, then three weeks later, I got another note from them, and they said they're investigating me again because now I was a danger to public health because I had continued to discuss in a video that there were some comparisons that we could learn from in regards to 2009 and what's happening now. And so after two or three months, that one was finally dismissed. So I really understand what that doctor out in Oregon is is experiencing. I, I read that. I People sent it to me. And, boy, I'll tell you, that stuck a dagger of fear in me. I mean, I thought, gee whiz, it's one thing to be investigated, but it's another to be denied the ability to take care of your patients that you've been taking care of for 35 years, your livelihood. And because this guy said this, I mean, good grief. Well, who... Who was it that put you under the microscope? How, how did it develop that somehow you were thought to be untoward and needed to be looked at? How did that happen? Anybody can file a complaint on the Minnesota Board of Medical Practice website, and I don't get to know who my accuser is. Mm-hmm. Even if even if the uh, the charges or the allegations are spurious and, and unfounded, I don't get to know. And I think that there are people mm-hmm. at the Capitol uh, – that are interested in, do we need to make some changes? Because basically what happened, and I think the Board of Medical Practice might feel this way also, I think what happened was the Board of Medical Practice was literally weaponized to someone's means to get at me and to try to shut me up. I came in last week, Joe, and the first message I had on my phone, because I get messages on the phone, was just this mean-spirited fellow telling me, and he didn't give me his name nor a number, and he said, Doc, I'm coming after your license as soon as the first of the year is over. I don't want you doing videos. I don't want you telling us what you think, and I'm coming after you. And I listened to it twice, and I thought, my stars, whoever that is, they're just on that edge of rage. And I don't know, maybe I'm just dense, but I don't see what I'm putting out there that would possibly provoke that kind of reaction. Well, you're not a, you don't deny the existence of this COVID. I, uh, from everything I've read and understand, you take it seriously. It's real. You just are, are statistically providing different kinds of information. Exactly. And there's no question it's real. And for the people that came forward and said it's not real and some of these are effects are related to, you know, atmospheric uh, wavelengths in the air. No, I'm not buying that. This is a very real virus. I'm not blaming it on anybody. I had a patient in today. She's 80 years old. And she said, Dr. Jensen, I want to go to the grocery store myself. It's driving me buggy staying in my house. Can I do that? I said, sure you can. I said, you may be 80, but I said, you're in good health. You're not obese. You know, not to worry. And she said, well, what does this mask really do? She said, if I wear the mask, do I know I'm not going to get it? I said, no, you don't know that. I said, if you look at the physics of the mask and some of the studies, one came out from Japan about two months ago. The Danes, the Danish study came out about a month ago. I said, it conceivably and theoretically can reduce the amount of virus that's either expelled from you or expelled toward you. But the fact of the matter is 2% of the people that were wearing masks all the time in Denmark for a month still got COVID. And about 
2.1%. I think it was 1.8 for the ones wearing masks and 2.1 for the ones not wearing masks. But both of them rounded off to 2%. The difference was not statistically significant in the study. And the fact of the matter is the mask doesn't give you surefire proof. And I think we need to make that clear to vulnerable people. If they wear a mask, that's fine. That's great. I hope it does all that they might want it to do for them. But let's not kid ourselves. If it lulls us into this false sense of security, we're not doing anybody any favors. That's just not fact. And you get punished for thinking this, for God's sakes? Joe, I was thinking about this yesterday in church. And I was sitting there thinking, okay, a COVID particle is 0.1 micron. The pore size in these cotton and surgical masks is 5 microns. The difference is a factor of 50. And I thought, what could I tell people that's the difference of 50? And here's what it is. If you take a golf ball, the diameter of a golf ball is 1.7 inches. Mm-hmm. You multiply that by 50, you'd have a, an 85-inch something, whatever the object is. What, what's 85 inches? Well, when people have double doors in their homes, whether it's their front door or whether it's maybe a double door into a master bedroom, if you've got double doors, that's sort of close to 7 feet by 7 feet. So step away Throw the golf ball at the double doors and see if it's likely that you'll hit one, some area in that double door. Because if you do, that golf ball goes through. It goes through that opening. That's what happens with a COVID particle. Now, that doesn't mean that we can't have some reduction of how much virus is transmitted. And I think there's studies that indicate that we might get a 40% reduction. But if a 60% transmission still occurs, then there's still risk for the vulnerable. We have got to be able to talk about this reasonably and rationally without having doctors fearing the loss of their license. Yeah. yeah. Is this something that's now is this something now doc that's weighing on you every day? You have, oh. do you find yourself having to be what? Uh, vigilant looking over your shoulder or what? Every day. I tell people in church yesterday, someone wanted to talk to me and wanted me to pull my mask down. I was ushering I said, I can't. I said, there's people taking pictures. I got a target on my back and I've got to behave. I don't go out to stores and I'll let my wife go out. But frankly, the less I'm seen, the less people can take pictures of me. I mean, if if I'm going to take a drink of water, I'm human. I've got to pull my mask down and take a drink of water. Right. Well, Doc, you've lost your freedom. You've lost one of the reasons why we love this country so much. And that gets me to my question that I'm really afraid to ask because I think I know the answer, and I'm worried it's going to get you in trouble. If you don't want to answer, don't. Uh, Knowing what you know as a doctor, what are your thoughts about mandatory mask wearing? Yeah, where don't answer to, if it's going to get you in trouble. Where you have no. to wear a mask to go into a place. That let me let me preface that, Kenny. That appears to be a, a Biden's uh, 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 insistence upon his inauguration yeah. that we're going to yeah, have 100 yeah. days of a mandatory mask wearing. That's and, uh, yeah, that's that, my point. If you don't want to answer, don't. Well, I think I can say this. I can say this is just my personal opinion. This doesn't represent medical opinions. I'm not an epidemiologist. I'm not a virologist. I'm a guy from Sleepy Eye who's been practicing medicine for 34, five years, and I love my patients. But do I think that wearing masks gives the kind of absolute protection people would like to have in terms of COVID-19? No, I don't. Do I think a mask mandate across the board is a good idea? No, I don't. I have many patients with emphysema and asthma that cannot we wear lost them. I think that there's children over the age of five and six 
that don't do well with masks, whether it's because they have some level of involvement on the autism spectrum, yep. whether they have some sort of an anxiety. There are people out there that a mask is crippling. So I, I really think... Wait a minute, this is I, I, thought that, I thought Biden said he might back down a little bit and make it a recommendation, but the concept yeah. of a, mask, a mandatory mask for 100 days for anybody above the age of six, I think is... I guess I answered your question. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Lost well, there for a moment. <laughs> I said, everybody. I think Hold on, Kenny. Let Joe. Sorry, uh, Joe. We got the dog back. Sorry. Here we go. I think that, that the notion of a mandatory mask mandate for everybody over the age of six years of age, regardless of what their individual circumstances are, is is a horrendous thing to do, and I think it's anti-American. I think it flies absolutely in the face of the Constitution. And what's alarming about this is that we can't even talk about this in this country anymore. That just saying this and talking about this and having this discussion and the freedom of speech is gone. Gone. Well, for the doctor in Oregon, it's gone. Uh, he was not allowed to have his personal opinion. And I find that, as we've already established, we all find that extremely troubling. Uh, Scott, I wear a mask if I go into a store because there's a sign on the door that says I must, and I'm not bothered by that. I don't think I've lost my constitutional rights. I just keep one in my pocket, and if I have to go in someplace and they want a mask, I'll just slip it on. I do the same. Yeah. When I'm outside going for a walk, I don't wear one. I do the same at work. When I'm in my office, I close my door. Mm -hmm. I don't wear a mask when I'm on my computer and doing things like that. I'm not wearing a mask right now talking to you on the phone. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I I uh, I hope you continue to uh, be solvent. I, I hope this doesn't become so problematic for you that it hectors you for the next couple of years. I I, uh, I take it things have calmed down a bit. Well, it's nice not to be under investigation right now. I do appreciate that very much. Yeah. Yeah. For having under an under investigation for having an opinion. Jeez. Yeah. And I don't get to know my accuser. Wow. Jeez. At least most of our hate mail is signed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so wait a minute now. I just realized something. So you're in Sleepy Eye, right? No, he's in Chaska. But from Sleepy Eye. So he's basically the 2020 version of Doc Baker. And this is like Laura Ingalls Wilder's personal attendant Sorry. here for crying out loud in the modern Scott. days. Sorry, doctor. Doctor, Doc Baker, Sorry, what's doc. up, baby? <laughs> Sorry. Well, Joe, I did I did write a book about how I think medicine should be practiced in sort of a, the more the Marcus Welby approach. And Joe, if you'd have someone call me or send me a text or something, I'd be glad to send you a complimentary copy of my book. I think you might get a kick out of it. The first chapter is about some poor woman who ends up getting a, a fishing lure stuck in her rump. Oh boy! Oh, oh boy! Yikes. Not every doctor can handle that. So you threw some of that in there, huh, Doc? I did. Audrey, Doc. I, Audrey. I'm virtually a specialist when it comes to taking a fishing lure outside of off of a rump. All right. Thank you, sir, and best of luck to you. Thank you much, Joe. And now that we uh, have your number, we'll stay in touch if we need to. How's that? I would like that. Thank you very much, Dr. Scott Jensen, state uh, Republican state senator from District 47 down Carver County Way. Good Lord in heaven. Where are we? What has happened to us? What if this is the first couple of dominoes that are going to start falling? But I don't think it is the first, though. Don't you think, you think we're think about that number this, 10? I think well, we're halfway through. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So we got that going for us. 
which is not nice. Right. Nope. That is just amazing. But unfortunately, that's just the time that we're in. Okay, but you don't know what to believe. But let's fast forward. How will this be used for evil? Oh, how, how will this be? Well, used? It, it already has been. Okay, you're taking licenses. You took a guy's demanding. medical you're, you're, license you're, away. Yeah, your question is, how is this going to be expanded into other right, areas? Right, right. What's what are they going to use? Yeah. What's next? And that's the danger, the unknown, I guess. Well, talking about it, you can't even talk about it. You can't even express an opinion. Let me uh, well. clarify something for all the euphorians yep. who love to listen but can't admit that to their friends. <laughs> uh, none of what has been said today is my endorsement of, uh, of anything. I believe that uh, COVID-19 is real. I don't want to get it. I take precautions. I think that's why you haven't got it. And I, I, but I can see the wisdom in a guy like Scott Jensen, who's been a practicing physician for 34 years. He just merely finds the technicality of wearing the mask to be somewhat futile because the, uh, the pores in the mask are not capable of stopping a microorganism so impossibly small that the mass doesn't prevent it anyway and he's not suggesting he didn't tell the state of minnesota don't wear a mask he didn't say that at all the guy in uh, oregon said they're they're pointless but i don't think he, he he's not insisting for example that his patients cannot wear a mask these are people with valid opinions based on their careers and i think they're as important to acknowledge as anyone else they're as important to acknowledge as anyone else and to see them to see a guy like jensen hectored that way with an unnamed accuser and him having to to create thousands of pages of documents to keep his license that's just a that's just incredibly frightening for what could possibly continue to happen with this and uh i guess that's the end of my sermon on that i i I can come up with a million ways to answer the question how could this be expanded but i don't want to give anybody any ideas yeah Hmm. plus our inboxes will be full of yeah full of the same well i'll give you one i'll give you one uh... i'll give you one what if covid is used as the means to prevent projects from getting developed in this country. Uh, for example, line three. Mm-hmm. What, what if COVID is used as a convenient excuse to say, uh, you can't build that new office building where you wish to build it uh, because that will concentrate too many people in too small of an area or... Uh, what if it's used, in other words, to advance the cause of those who would force climate change down our throats in order to make us believe it? What if it's used just to advance that? Yeah. Well, well, the letters we're going to receive, the emails are, we're going to receive is, Joe, uh, how can you guys be so dumb? It's already being used that way. Restaurants being closed, um, health uh, spas, uh, health clubs being uh, closed, Minneapolis shutting down parkways for the greater part of the summer. 
you know, um, they're going to say it, it's been upon us already for six months and it's only going to get worse. Mm -hmm. And, and what yeah. they're going to do is just expand on that idea. You know, you, you know, the ball's already rolling. It's just going to get bigger and, and cover more areas. And like yeah. you said, it's, it's going to bring an end to yeah. a, a lot of new projects. Chris? And speaking of line three, uh, go ahead, caller. Yeah, I wonder if I get the time in the town. Yep. Thank you. Mm -hmm. It's over. That's what time it is. It's over. <laughs> it's getting hot. We need to hear more of that, Chris. Thank you. <laughs> You're that, welcome. Uh, brings me back to what we're really doing here. <laughs> right back <laughs> to the you. media. Back yeah. to the <laughs> now you've okay. Now I have get perspective. <laughs> get this from uh, get this from Bert. I did not attend mass Sunday, but I rolled past a Catholic church I occasionally attend. This is a, in a predominantly African-American portion of the city, and the congregation is largely Hispanic. This church was quiet, very few in attendance. I also went by two churches nearby with predominantly African-American congregations. These two churches were going full tilt, my observation based on the numbers of cars in the parking lots. God bless them, but if St. Mary's or the cathedral were going full out on a Sunday these days, do you think someone would raise a stink about social distancing? Don't mean to be a jackass, but I'm just giving it a thought. Bert, that is interesting. Certain people are cut some slack, and, uh, well, for example... The only person charged for tearing down the Christopher Columbus statue at oh. the Minnesota State Capitol in June is getting 100 hours of community service and will avoid trial under a deal struck with prosecutors. Mike Forcia, an organizer with the American Indian Movement, will have his felony charge of first-degree criminal damage to property suspended. Under terms of the deal, Forcia will write a letter acknowledging the damage the Columbus statue toppling caused, and he must remain law-abiding. You think if that was you that tore that statue down, you think you'd get your felony? I think absolved. I don't understand Probably why not. judges in this town continue to, and it's not just here, but it's all across the country, continue to be so lenient with criminals. What what purpose is that serving? Let's see if I can help you. Oh, that's just maddening. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ramsey County District Court Judge Leonardo Castro. Uh, called it an unfortunate incident, but he credits all sides for the deal, and he quickly approved it. So. Yeah. I need a timeout for a glass of water. Well, first, Joe, let me tell you about our friends at the Chill Boys. Got a great email from Brian. He's over in Thief River Falls. Says, Reeves, good day to you and the crew at GL. I ordered a few pair of the Chill Boys bamboo boxers about a week or so ago. And, uh, boy, you were right. They are the most comfortable underwear you will ever own. Stop. Stop. Talk to me, Goose. I, uh, I must confess to the Chill Boys, uh, this is in all seriousness. Okay. I had some older stuff in the drawer. I'm wearing a, a competitor. I notice a huge difference, and I'm not joking. That's how great they, chill boys are. Little droopy, little droopy. There, they didn't hold. They didn't hold their own, shall we say? Do you know, uh, honestly, Matthew, some of my old underpants, I, I, I should have used suspenders with them. They went bad so fast. <laughs> That's not quite where I'm at. But, but honestly, uh, do you want to know the main a reason uh, to, to to switch to chill boys? Sleeping. They're they're so comfortable sleeping. 
I just wear the chill boys. If you can't sleep, chill boys will help you sleep. Absolutely. No, not really. That may sound like BS, but in my case, it's 100% true. It's absolutely true. They have been a great discovery here in Garage Logic, and it doesn't matter where you live. Thief River Falls, Toledo, doesn't matter. You can order fast and free. All orders over $40 ship fast and free, I should say, by going online to chillboys.com. Yes, sir. Don't they have, aren't the sizes small? Medium, large, extra large, and berry. <laughs> Chillboys.com. Place your order. Best customer service team around, led by Julie. And please. Thanks, Chillboys, for having a great attitude. Don't hold this spot against them, but let them know you heard about it on Garage Logic. Supper. You cannot stop him. What do we have for supper? A move. pizza from the gas station. Rook, what do you got over there? Well, speaking of eating, that reminds me of uh, all sorts of yummy, yummy restaurants. But it also reminds me of during these times of uh, COVID and its horribleness that there's a lot of people helping others out. And that's like Ray and Welter Heating and Air Conditioning. They want to remind you to support your local restaurants. Obviously, the restaurants are going through the worst possible year in 2020. Holiday season is supposed to be one of their busiest times, and they got to shut down their doors. It's horrible. But how about this? We can save a lot of these businesses by offering, uh, they offer great takeout food, but you have to be there to get it to go. It'd be great if you could show your support. Order up some great food from restaurants like uh, Coffee Grounds. Yes. How about the Lowry in Minneapolis? Kenny, tell us about the Coffee Grounds. The Coffee Grounds has one of the best restaurants ever. Harry's in Lakeville, Nacho Mama's over in Stillwater. I was at 30 Bales on Saturday, and they were running takeout left and right. Thank you to all the GLers. See, that doesn't even matter what part of town you're in or where you're listening to. Let's help out these folks, GLers. Anything you do would be greatly appreciated. Thanks again to a wonderful family company, Ray and Welter Heating and Air Conditioning, for sponsoring our drive to support these great restaurants and establishments. If you have any heating needs this holiday season, check them out at welterheating.com. They've been with GarageLogic for a long time time they're big fans thanks again to ray and welter heating and air conditioning i don't trust the chinese government <laughs> okay let's go and go start right now let's talk amongst yourselves. Yeah. i've given us a lot to worry about today i don't want to do it i feel i owe it to you <laughs> thanks judge <laughs> this week the chinese government announced that it plans to drastically increase its use of technology to artificially change the weather. Cloud seeding technology or systems that can blast silver molecules into the sky to prompt condensation and cloud formation has been around for decades and China makes frequent use of it. But now CNN reports that China wants to increase the total size of its weather modification test area to 5.5 million square miles by 2025. A huge increase in an area larger than the entire country of India, which could in fact could affect the environment on an epic scale and even potentially spur conflict with nearby countries. Most notably, China and India share a hotly disputed border that they've that they violently clashed over as recently as this year. CNN has previously reported India's agriculture relies on a monsoon season that's already grown unpredictable due to climate change. Oh, God. Prompting experts in the country to worry that China may use its ability to control rain and snowfall as a weapon. (laughs) Okay. Lack of proper coordination of weather modification activity could lead to charges of rain stealing. 
between neighboring regions, National Taiwan University researchers concluded in a 2017 paper published in GeoForum. In the, I'm leading up to a very important point okay. here. In okay. the past, China has used its weather modification tech to seed clouds well in advance of major events like the 2008 Olympics and political meetings, so the events themselves happen with clear skies. But this planned expansion of the system means that other countries may be subject to its meteorological whims, seeding in, international conflict in addition to clouds. How can anyone applaud Biden's insistence that one of the first things he's going to do is to get back, get back into the Paris Climate Accord, which is simply a mechanism to punish the United States. When you have a rogue country like China that wants to take over the world, and they're, going to, they're so godless that they're now going to, they're, they think they can change the weather. And, and you're, worried about the, you're worried about that you think your Prius is going to save the earth when you've got a country the size of China that's literally going to tamper with the fate of nature? This I is outrageous. Answer, yeah? I can answer your Biden part anyway. Yeah. Uh, the answer to that is the Democratic Party is in the back pocket of China. That's simple <laughs> enough. We all know that. And as far as them announcing that they're going to start seeding the clouds, don't they really mean that we already have... Sure, they're still ex- oh, warning. Yeah, they're expanding the area to f- more than five million square yeah, miles. I'm guessing that they've already expanded that area. Is there any way to monitor this so we know exactly what and where they're doing? China is this country's worst enemy. Yeah, and here they yeah. have uh, the means and the tech. And, and, and so we're going to be what the little choir boys that follow the Paris Climate Accord. Do you think India gives a bleep about it? Do you think China yeah. gives a bleep about it? Yeah. But we're going to punish ourselves because we have a political leadership that insists that mankind is ruining the climate. Utter, absolute nonsense. And now you have the Chinese. They're on. They're 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 in that Paris Climate Accord. They laugh at it. Who are you kidding? Where in the Paris Climate Accord does it say you can use technology to literally try to affect the change of weather? Now, I know weather isn't climate. That's neither here nor there. The very idea of uh, uh, seeding the clouds and changing the weather and creating, creating, weaponizing rain and snow. And if they can do that over 5 million square miles, why can't they do it around the world? And why would they? To take over the world. Like they've done with COVID, you mean? Mm-hmm. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on there. Did he say that? Whoa. Did he say that? <laughs> whoa. But listen, all you uh, euphorians who love to listen but can't admit that to your friends, do you really you really buy into this Paris Climate Accord when you, when you can understand that China, A, not only doesn't abide by it, but B, is, is on its own attempting to corrupt the very natural path of nature? How dangerous is that? It's pretty dangerous. I'll answer my yeah. own question. Yeah, it's dangerous. I've yeah, given us a lot is. to worry about today. Yeah. Did, didn't mean is to it do the, it. Is it the entire Democratic Party, or is it just the woke version, the far, far uh, left, the, the insane left? Is it, you know? Because now we now, both sides, have a party within the party. Mm-hmm. Yes, Usually, they do. We like to party, but not now. Yeah, I want to go back to the beer party days. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, those are 
the, the Chris Reaver, Reavers party. Hey, speaking of that, uh, <laughs> oh, here we go. We well, no, go. I follow an account. Uh, yep. Hold on. It's called Uber Facts. Do you guys follow it? It's just interesting, the stuff they no. put out there. Yesterday, they tweeted out the following. Two large beers relieve pain way more effectively than Tylenol. To which really? I retweeted and said, hear, hear. <laughs> Four must be even better. See? Research and development. That's exactly what I was getting at, Kenny. Imagine the pain you could knock out with six. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't feel my finger anymore. Here, here goes my arthritis. Yeah. <laughs> Why is he dancing? <laughs> A political consultant. As long as I'm on this string of terrifying us, yeah, uh, but I'm going to change. I'm going to change momentarily and, and uh, uh, give you some some missives that I've received in the boathouse uh, on Spoon Lake. But in the meantime, I must finish uh, terrifying us with this news. A political consulting group, co-owned by Representative Ilhan Omar's husband, received nearly six hundred and thirty-five thousand dollars in coronavirus funds. Public records show what. Tim Minette's E Street Group was given 134800 this year as part of the Paycheck Protection Program. He was also given $500,000 in economic injury disaster loans. Omar and Minette married in March, and just weeks after they tied the knot, the consultant firm was paid $189,000 by Omar's campaign, the New York Post reported in July. Minette was allegedly Omar's lover until their tryst was exposed while the two were still married to other people. What a gross word. Don't say that word. Tryst? Lover. Lover. Federal Election Commission records show that the progressive lawmaker additionally funneled $2.8 million to her future husband's firm from 2019 to July 22, 2020. Omar's team also sent $1.6 million to the E Street Group for the third quarter, sending along an additional twenty-seven grand in the weeks that followed. The FEC allows lawmakers to hire family members or spouses to work on their campaigns, but a political ethics expert said the practice creates suspicion and should be banned. Omar has denied any wrongdoing regarding her relationship with her husband when ethics questions were raised about payments to his firm. Of course she's going to deny that. She should deny any right doing because everything she's done is below board. Why didn't she ship $1.6 million to her troubled district? Jeez. Omar has denied... We consulted with a top FEC Ugh. campaign attorney to ensure there were no possible legal issues with our relationship, she said in a Twitter post in March, just days after she and my net wed. We were told that this is not uncommon. Uh, Omar cut professional ties with my net in mid-November while still denying any uh, wrongdoing. The announcement, which came in the form of an email to supporters, was aimed to end speculation about her work. Before cutting ties, however, she was by far the E Street Group's biggest client, according to Open Secrets date, data, which, uh, with nearly one in every three of her campaign dollars going to her then-alleged lover's firm as of Ugh. August, according to the Washington Examiner. This lady's a no. crook, man. I forgot this. Here is your latest oh, Ilhan yeah. Omar report on Garage Logic. Wow. The people in her district, in her her area, come payday, they decide, okay, I can pay this bill, I can't pay this bill, I'm going to put this bill off another month, maybe I can send half payment to this bill. That's how that's how the Americans in her district are living. So it's worse than that, Kenny. They're trying to figure out how to put a meal in front of their children. Yep. And but, this fraud is 
that's the money that she sent for campaigns. But how how is it legal? That's what I don't understand. Because uh, I think, well, it's part of being in that third rail. It's part of being uh, uh, living beyond the realm of the regulations the rest of us follow. Because we all know that you know she, she's obviously a target on this show because of where she resides. Right. Mm-hmm. But this has got to be going on all over the country with these frauds. Yeah, absolutely. They live in their own world. And the FEC, Federal Elections Commission, uh, somehow says, well, it's okay to hire your spouse. That's okay. Because they have their own life that has nothing to do with us. Nothing. Hmm. All right. Donald Trump, George Bush, and Joe Biden were set to face a firing squad in a small Central American country. Donald Trump was the first one placed against the wall, and just before the order was given, he yelled out, Earthquake! The firing squad fell into a panic, and Donald Trump jumped over the wall and escaped during the confusion. Okay. George Bush was the second one placed against the wall. The squad was reassembled, and George pondered what he had just witnessed. Again, before the order was given, George yelled out, Tornado! Again, the squad fell apart. Poor impersonation, by the <laughs> and way. And George slipped over the wall. Hmm. The, last person, the last person, Joe Biden, was placed against the wall. He was thinking, I see the pattern here. Just scream out something about a disaster and hop over the wall. He yeah. confidently refused the blindfold as the firing squad was reassembled. As the <laughs> blue paint, as, as the rifles were raised in his direction, he grinned from ear to ear and yelled, "Fire!" <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have to laugh. Natural disasters. Uh, I have to laugh. Tornado. Oh. Look, Earthquake. Tornado. Fire. <laughs> oh, that's a beauty. That's a good one. Did you see the one going around where it's uh, Biden uh, proudly holding a, a freshly baked turkey in the yes. pan? Yes. And he's saying, happy 4th of July. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a time out and finish with some emails that I must get to. Yep. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. So, uh, over the weekend, gentlemen, I was uh, in the backyard narrowing the diameter, and uh, I was enjoying some Harmony Spirits. Ruck, I got a new drink for you. You ready? What is it? We uh, I, there was a wedding that I attended a couple couple months ago, and this was the featured drink, the green tea. Are you familiar with the green tea? I'm not. You take uh, whatever your favorite whiskey is. I would prefer that you would uh, frequent our friends at Harmony, Harmony Spirits, Spirits and either have their yeah. bourbon, their whiskey, whatever you'd like. You do a little Sprite. Yep. A little sour. It's already too much, but okay. No, a little Sprite, <laughs> a little sour, and a uh, and a little uh, uh, peach schnapps. It's really. Fantastic. Too complicated. No, no, no. You're doing no. it all wrong. You should uh, do it wrong. Up the schnapps. Uh, <laughs> save the sprite for the kids and yeah. just take a little sip of that whiskey. Mis- it's mix beautiful. it with what? My mix- saliva. All right, sounds That's good. That's what I mix Harmony Spirits booze with. My ice. saliva. I mix it with ice. By the way, go <laughs> online to their website, harmonyspirits.net. Sign up for that monthly newsletter. It's free. It's absolutely free. And just by signing up, you are registered to win a bottle of Harmony Spirits. They draw one random winner every single 
single month, and we've had a lot of jailers that have won that free bottle, by the way. But go into your local liquor store. This is what they'd really love you to do. Go into your local liquor store and ask for the Harmony Spirits brand by name. They are so thankful to all of you GLers that have made Harmony Spirits part of your rotation. Tell them you heard about it on GL. The pollution gets worse if we take the cars off the road. I'm still struggling with that. Uh, Keith has a question for you, Chris. Yes, sir. I know the GL flags are sold out this go-round. I did not order one this time because there was no description on what the flag was made of. There's a big difference between a polyester flag and its ability to hold up in the sunlight and nylon, especially when the predominant color of the flag is black. Love the show. Thanks, Kevin. Kevin, uh, no, he means Keith in Omaha, Nebraska. Well, what are they? What are they made of? I believe that. They were made out of polyester. Whatever they had in China, I'm not sure what Chinese were making them. I can't. I can't. You know what? I can't remember, but I will find out. But I do know this: uh, the holiday shop obviously closed uh, last night at midnight. Uh, but there are plans underway for those of you that missed out on the GL flag to maybe uh, have a run at them in the early stages of 2021. We are already in discussions for that. Kevin writes: Hail the flashlight honking king! Hail you! I think I may have discovered the new honk segment record. And uh, Chris, I forwarded this email to you. Yes, you did. Uh, what is VM? What is Vimeo? Vimeo is a uh, type of video service. Well, how did I end up on it? Because someone must have uploaded this on there. Well, if you go to the one twenty-minute mark All right. of what uh, Kevin forwarded to us, he thinks it might be the honk record. Note in the clip, it is cut short while you are still laughing. Maybe Chris or Rookie could find the original to see how much longer it goes. If it isn't the most, it has to be right up there with the winner. Now, what I don't know is, is this the big baby honking, or is this a different honking well, let's, situation? Let's, let's find out. All right. Gravity. How big could they be? <laughs> Back in the old days, when great-grandpa oh, yeah. put horseradish on his head, what was he trying to do? George Gould. Get it into his mouth. His mouth yeah. Scout. Oh, yeah. That's a new record. That's the record. Well, it hasn't stopped. You are the greatest. Uh, you're the greatest listeners in oh, all of Twin Cities State Radio, photo. all of Minnesota Radio. Yes, sir. I am holding a mic in my hand. Chris, I believe both uh, myself and Keith Olson of Montana have requested a MP3 of the Such Honk because it's yes. clean and pure, and we'd like to use it for a uh, hunting coyote because it sounds like a distressed animal. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, all, all that requires is putting it on an MP3 yep. and, and yep. you know, email kenny you, know. you are one day closer yeah, you and keith are receiving that one I'm by sure. the way uh that two minute video uh is the one that rookie put together for your induction into the pavic museum that's what that video was that's what it was yeah so you know what i'll do mm-hmm. uh, kinda, i t- lost my editing skills it sounded like uh, yeah. i will put this on the gl facebook page because i bet a lot of people would get a kick out of that yeah yeah i think uh, keith olsen is quickly learning that one day closer means closer to never disappointment (laughs) more disappointment that's what he's close to tim down on the gulf coast deserves a reading here joe after listening to your interview with dr mike i'm angry it's easy for him to stay 
say, stop swapping air. He is at home in his bubble with his Zoom calls, safe from the real life that has to be lived. I'm down here driving school bus, checking kids' temperature as they get on, trying to make sure they wear a mask, handing out masks to the kids who leave the house without one. After dropping off 5th and 6th graders, I then spray the bus down with some kind of toxic disinfectant. I then pick up high school students and go through the same routine. I know I'm at risk. There are COVID-positive students who get quarantined along with staff and fellow drivers. I'm 64 years old, and there are a lot of older drivers than me. I suppose they could close the school again or do all virtual learning. I don't think that's the answer. No, we need to stay open. Someone needs to drive the bus. Someone needs to sell you food and gas. I am impressed that our governor, Tate Reeves, he is trying to keep things open with caution. People that I know are not making this disease political. They are only trying to carry on with their life because the bubble is not a choice we have. Good luck. The masked bus driver, Tim. Tim frequently emails us. He's down on the Gulf Coast. He has a great point. Some people in America... uh, Uh, would find it uh, impossible to be in a safe bubble because they got to sell food, sell gas, and deliver stuff. Remember when this started and we were all given letters of basically papers that would allow us to drive and go to and from our dirty jobs? Yes, yes. I still have that in my truck, but it's just completely worthless, completely worthless. I never had to uh, show mine to anyone. No. Of course not. I only did one time, and that was at the hospital when, and this was early, early stages because I had to go talk to the bride about something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hmm. uh, Scott I feel Mature kind of left out. I never, I never got any. Scott Mature out in Montana, uh, offering us another reminder. I'm going to put this uh, where I can't fail to remember because uh, I want to watch this. Joe, I watched the Rebuilding Paradise documentary early, and you will thoroughly enjoy it. It is fascinating. It follows many of the residents up close over a period of months, and it touches home as you wonder what you would do in the same situation, pushing back and holding ground out in Montana Scott, I really want to see that. So I'm going to put this by the TV remote instead of a Post-it note. Then I'll have it right there. See, all I need to know is, can I say into the microphone, rebuilding paradise? (laughs) There you go. That's all I need to know. That's all I need to know. And then you point your microphone at the TV, and it mysteriously works. Mm -hmm. Hey, uh, before we go, uh, Joe, uh, we were all alerted to this by Matt on Twitter. Are you aware that there is a, since you're such a huge fan of uh, Lifetime and Hallmark movies, did you realize that there's a new one coming out on December 13th? No, I, I am unaware. Rookie, this is so up your alley. Yeah. You should actually be starring in this <clears throat> film. I can do it. Mark your calendars, ladies and gentlemen, because Lifetime and KFC have partnered for a Lifetime original mini-movie you don't want to miss. Quote, A Recipe for Seduction, starring Mario Lopez, no. premieres Sunday at <laughs> noon. <laughs> KFC, when he's got a bucket of chicken that he decorates <laughs> like a Christmas tree? A Recipe for Seduction. See? Boy, I, re- I just... Would you like I another sh- thigh, Mario? I just rue the day I innocently mentioned that, and, yeah. and people think I actually watched those things. How about, by the way, the people that found the... Uh, the Was it on Twitter or was it on Facebook? I can't remember, but someone had uh, tagged us in it where the guy's wearing the pair of socks, and it says... He's laying down. It says, I saw it. If you I can read it. this, leave me alone. I'm watching Hallmark movies. I've had that sent to me. <laughs> I thought, uh, I thought you a a Crown for Christmas was pretty good. I, I did watch that one with the gal from the Fred Savage show, The Wonder Years. She's all grown up. Winnie Cooper? Yep. Yes. Yeah. That was pretty good. 
That's that's wonderful. She got the prints. I don't want to ruin it for anybody that hasn't seen it yet. All right, thank you, thank you. <laughs> that's like prime time. That's what is it, it prime baby. time? Uh, prime time preview. Prime time preview. <laughs> yep. For Hallmark. Yep. Okay. All right, GLers. A lot to worry it. about today, huh? GLers. Yeah. Didn't mean to do it. I no. felt I owed it to you. Yeah. A lot to worry about. A lot to worry about. And if you want to escape, you can go find another podcast to pass the time. Maybe enjoy yourself, inform yourself, or maybe reduce the diameter. What? What? Reduce the diameter? Yeah. Yeah. What an idiot. All right. Uh, if you want to check out other podcasts, go to PodMN on your smartphone or online at PodMN.com. If you would like to reduce your diameter, yep. you can do that. Otherwise, fr- I was tr- trying to describe the stove I got. Just say make it smaller. I'm stupid. This outdoor remember? stove is really I got a nifty. negative six on my ACT. Yeah. Negative six. Can you get that? I don't even remember what the score I'm done, was. Kenny. You don't have to mock me. All right. We'll catch you next time. Garage logic. Uh, Click it on all cylinders. Version. Boy, are we ever. <laughs> <laughs>